This is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Now, here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hey, it's Rachel here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie, and it's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. All right. Well, today, guys, we're celebrating Mother's Day weekend, so a big shout out to all the moms who make the world go round. That's right. Well, girls, we got a packed show, so let's get to those guests. All right, let's hit it. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Country music hit maker John Berry. You give me hope, you give me reason, you give me something to believe in. Forever faithfully, your love amazes me. This Grammy winning country artist who brought you hits like Your Love Amazes Me and She's Taken a Shine just released a brand new single called Beautifully Broken from the original motion picture by the same name, Beautifully Broken. Now he's also going to take you on a journey through his career and how he continues to reinvent himself. He now has a syndicated cable TV show that features country musicians and talks about songs and songwriting. It's called Songs and Stories with John Barry. He's going to tell you how you can tune in. And finally, how he's celebrating his 25th anniversary of his very first record deal. You're going to hear all about an amazing career with John Barry coming up here very soon. And Allie's going to tell you who else you're going to meet. Okay, then it's LA Recording's sisters Abigail and Lily Chapin. You're going to hear all about their brand new EP called Fairy Boat. And since this is Mother's Day weekend, you're going to hear them talk about how becoming first-time moms, both of them now have a little daughter, how this has inspired the EP and some of the songs, and how this experience was a little bit different than their previous recordings because they had their daughters in the studio with them. Now, their musical legacy is certainly something pretty amazing. You'll hear all about the musical lineage from their grandpa, who wrote a drum book, to their dad, who's a Grammy award-winning children's songwriter, and their uncle, Harry Chapin, who wrote the classic hit, Cats in the Cradle. So music runs deep and wide in this family, and you're going to hear all about how music really resonates in this family. Did you want to do you don't you hurt to don't you feel the same thoughts that I do Okay guys before we get into the heart of the show I just wanted to share a small mom victory in my life this week. Okay, they're few and far between, so you really got to celebrate them. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So on Monday of this week, my son, Luke, he skinned his knee. And then on Tuesday, he skinned his other knee. Oh, no. So Wednesday night, we had a baseball game. And he put on his baseball pants. And he was like, Mom, every time I take a step, my knees are killing. And I can hardly play. And... And when we got to the field, he was still complaining. And I said, Luke, you know what? If it really hurts that bad, just tell the coach and you can probably sit on the bench. But I said, why don't you give it a try and just start off playing? Okay. So meanwhile, we've been trying to practice baseball a lot in the backyard at night. We've been working on hitting and catching and all of that. Good. That's awesome. I personally didn't really want him to sit on the bench because I wanted him to kind of, you know, try. Mama work. Right. (laughs) Turns out he started playing and I saw him running and he was doing a good job and 
Anyway, he had two hits and two runs. Awesome. And they ended up winning the game. Yay. And at the end, he got the game ball. Wow. And this is the first time he's ever gotten the game ball after a game, and he's always wanted it. So I he was like. He his goal with two skin knees. He did. Yeah. And some practice. Exactly. So I told him, well, Luke, this is a great example of how, you know, with hard work and when you work through the pain, you can achieve your goals. So it was a nice little teaching moment. What a great story for Mother's Day, too, because, you know, I think as moms, we all try to impart these little lessons when they come up. And it's nice when they work out. They won. He got the game ball. Yes. As you guys know, it doesn't always work out that no. way. <laughs> so go, Allie. Oh, Yay. Thank you. I think Mama should have gotten the game ball. Totally. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, stay right here with your radio sisters, Rachel Lowe and Allie. You'll be hearing from country singer, songwriter, and country star, John Barry, celebrating your Mother's Day weekend with you right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Meet the celebrities on your radio station. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. All right, well, you guys, you've met him here once before. Grammy-winning Nashville singer-songwriter, artist, has a lot to catch you up on. You're going to hear about his new song featured on a current movie soundtrack, the second season of his cable show, and he's also celebrating the 25th anniversary of being a recording artist. But mostly, you guys are going to hear how this busy creative gets it all done. Welcome, welcome to the show, John Barry. It's good to be with you, baby. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> awesome. That's a great way to start this off. So you have so many irons in the fire right now. Let's talk about the single first, Beautifully Broken. Now that's featured on the movie by the same title. So what came first, the song or the movie? The movie came first. Okay. And the guy that produced all my hit records, Chuck Howard, Okay. over the recent years has been producing a lot of faith-based films. And this is one that he produced. And he called me up and he said, hey, I got this song I want you to, to sing on. I said, sure. And he said, well, look, i got to get the demo to you tomorrow. But in the meantime, I've already sent you a rough cut of the film. Okay. So he said, look at the film. Let me know if you want to be a part of this, you know. So I watched the rough cut of the film and it's like, oh, my gosh. It was, it's unbelievable. It hit you in the feels. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah just like, like with a baseball bat. The story is about these three families. Two families in Rwanda, Africa, okay. and a family in Brentwood, Tennessee. And the tapestry that was woven only by God, how those three families saved each other's lives. Wow. And the opening scene is in Rwanda in the late 80s when the genocide was okay. taking place. You will be sitting on the edge of your seat from the opening scene of this film. Wow. And what's so horrific, it's a true story. So many people don't know and don't recall and the, the genocide, uh, genocide yeah. took place in Rwanda and so many thousands of people that were just slaughtered. Yeah. And it's just so very sad. Yeah. So now, after you watched this film, you then you went in and recorded the songs. Yeah. I called Chuck Howard. I said, Chuck, I don't care what the song is. If my singing and being a part of this song would be any encouragement to anybody to go see this film, I'm in. Okay. And then I heard the song. Uh. And the song is remarkable. Who wrote the song? Jenny Slate Lee. Okay. It's a powerful piece of music and uh, just really well written. And Chuck produced, along with a couple other guys, the soundtrack, the music bed. 
for me to come and sing. Mm -hmm. And every hit record I ever had, Chuck produced it. Okay. He knows how to wrap instruments around my voice. And I went in there and just sang it. That's all I did. I got there and they were done. All they needed for me to do is come sing it. vocal on, yeah. And, and it was just perfect. And matter of fact, when they finished it up, I called Chuck and I said, that's what I've always wanted to sound like, that right there. Wow. So, so now, do you think having watched the cut from the film and knowing what it was all about, that brought an extra dimension to your performance in the studio? I think so. Yeah. You know, I tried to just match the level of intensity. My version will show up in the film as the credits roll. Okay. So save the popcorn for the end. Yes. So sit there with your popcorn and listen to the song, right? Yeah. Watch (laughs) the credits roll and listen to me sing this song. Oh, I bet it's beautiful. Well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Nashville singer-songwriter John Berry, who brought you hits like She's Taken a Shine and Your Love Amazes Me, sharing with you all about the many projects he's working on here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, you are also starting season two of your cable show. First, talk about what inspired the show and how you came up with the concept for this. Well, Songs of Stories was a mistake. I mean, it was just this big fluke. Okay. Uh, I love that. It, <laughs> I think it was around 2001. January of that year, my wife and my piano player, John Hall, and myself, the three of us, we went out and did a handful of shows over two weeks. Okay. We added a couple more shows and and added a few more. Then we started, promoters started calling and said, hey, we'd like to book that acoustic show you're doing. And we finally put a title on Songs and Stories. And then we started recording a few of the shows just to see what we were doing and how it was coming across. Uh-huh. We liked how it sounded, and we structured it a little bit more. And we ended up recording shows all over the country and turned it into a two-disc set okay. called Songs and Stories. And it ended up being a two-disc set and a 22-month-long tour. Wow. My wife made a project a couple of years ago. She said, I'm going to turn it into a book. All these people keep asking if any of the stories have been written out. She said, I'm going to take your stories and transcribe them out. So she did, and she tried to correct some of my grammar. <laughs> and uh, and then I took them and stretched them out a little bit more, and then she collected pictures. She went through all these family albums. And, wow. and there's a song called 40 Again. I tell the story about my dad. and you know, The song is, I'm wishing my dad was 40 again. He uh-huh. would be young. I would be 10. Uh-huh. And she found a picture of me and my mom and dad when I was about 10 years old. Neat. There's a story I tell about John Denver. The last time I saw John Denver in Atlanta at the Fox Theater was February. He died later in, that year in October in a plane crash. Uh-huh. And I bought a T-shirt at that show. And she found that T-shirt, oh and she laid it out with a Back Home Again album, which has my favorite John Denver song, Annie's song on it. Uh-huh. And it's autographed by John Denver. She got it all together, and the gentleman who created the book for us, he had it all shot into a beautiful picture. I mean, just some of the pictures in there, it's like a big tour book, you know? Big page with big, colorful pictures. And so on one page will be the story I tell about a song, and then there's the lyrics to the song, and then there are corresponding pictures all through the book. Wow, and, so uh, it really the, is, back, songs and stories. Yeah, and then back of the book, there's a CD of the 10 songs. Wow. So then we started talking about what else could we do with the ballet Because I was sitting on my back porch about once a month doing these Facebook Live shows. I'd sit on my back porch and I'd just play songs and talk about songs and stuff, you know. Uh-huh. And we started talking about, well, what if we had a guest come over and we could turn it into like a little online show we do once a month or once a week or whatever it uh-huh. was. Then it turned into an idea of actually doing it with a live audience and doing a series like that. And that's, so that's how Songs and Stories came about to start with. Okay, so now where do you record it? Well, season one, we did a Douglas Corner, okay. which is a cool venue that for me has a lot of history. Season two, we did at Fontenelle, okay. which is the former 
home of Barbara Mandrell. Okay. Her home is actually up in the hills, and it's the largest log house you've ever seen in your life. It's oh gorgeous. Gosh, and out in front of the property, there is Natchez Hills Winery and Amphitheater and all that stuff. Part of the winery, there's a restaurant and a gift shop and the wine tasting room, which is a beautiful room with this huge stone fireplace wall with a stage in the front of it. Okay. And, then and you actually have that. a live audience for the tapings, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great audience. It's a live band. It's not like just two guys sitting on stools playing guitars and talking about songs. It's a full band. Uh, my guys that play with me on the road and my wife, Robin, who sings with me. Everybody's on stage backing up our guest artists going to take a quick break and be right back with more about songs and stories with John Barry here on the Mulberry Lane Show. And here's John with his latest single, Beautifully Broken, from the movie of the same name. Every tear, every doubt, every time you're down and out, when you're hurt, feeling shame, oh, you're numb and all your pain, when you think you've lost your way, oh, you're too far gone to pray. He's still waiting there to say You're beautifully broken You're made to be whole again Even a million scars doesn't change who you are God's still Behind the songs, back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, if you just joined us, you're listening to John Barry here on the Mulberry Lane Show telling you all about the many creative projects he has going on. This country hitmaker has had 19 songs on the Billboard Hot Country Charts, including the number one, Your Love Amazes Me. Right now, you're going to hear all about the current season of his cable show, Songs and Stories. Okay, so now who's on this season, season two? This week, actually, John Schneider is on. Okay. Am Tillis. Okay. We have one show, face a new artist show. Okay. And we had three artists, and each one would come on and tell who they were and tell about themselves and do a song. And one of the artists, Preston James, who is a young man here in Nashville who is up and coming, who's really, really talented, great guitar player. And uh, Then we have one a guy named Blaine Howard, who has a song called Promise to Love Her. Listeners and viewers will check him out on YouTube. Okay. His video for Promise to Love Her has had over half a million wow. hits. Wow, that's and, exciting for him, yeah. And then my son, Sean, it was our third artist. Sean Berry, is, he lives in East Texas, and he does this real raw, it's like Leonard Skinner gets together with the Rolling Stones and cuts a record. Wow, following now, in his daddy's got, footsteps? He just cut his first seven-song EP that's going to be coming out uh, here in a few weeks, and he's doing a Kickstarter campaign for it. And okay. It's real exciting. He's going to have a big time with it, but it's a great project. Awesome. So did you give him advice? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to find his own way. Yeah. The only thing I told him, I said, when you make it big, no, three things I told him. I said, one, don't go copping the attitude thinking you're somebody. Uh-huh. And two, save every dime you make and three it's going to end one day mm-hmm. did you learn that the hard way or did someone yeah. get, okay yeah so you've been in 
the business 25 years. You're celebrating 25th anniversary. That's a 25 years since I got a major recording contract. So you've been in the business longer than that. I did six albums before that. Okay. Next year will be my 40th year since my first album. Wow. Yeah, crazy. Are you doing some special things for the 25th anniversary year? I'm writing some songs. I'm trying to get a little project together called Now and Then. Okay. We're going to record six new songs, and then I'm going to take six songs from a mixture of old records and things that done years ago, maybe some things people have never, ever heard of some of my early independent okay. records. Like things that have meant a lot to you or songs that you really think are good but haven't seen the light of day? Well... You know, there's some songs that I wrote on my early records that no one's ever heard, and thank goodness because they suck. <laughs> um, so I'm going to try and re-record. I'm going to try and do some rewrites on those and freshen them up a little bit because the basics of them are good right. songs. But, uh-huh. you know, young writers tend to overwrite, especially writers like me that don't know what they're doing, tend to overwrite. <laughs> so you're going to go back with your seasoned self. and Yeah, and, and freshen them up a yeah. You're listening to Nashville singer, songwriter, and country music star John Barry here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Over 40 years in the music business, you've seen a lot of changes and you've managed to stay relevant. So, what is your formula? Oh, uh, well, uh, relevant was a relevant term, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, I just keep doing my thing. And, you know, fortunately, we, we recorded songs like Your Love Amazes Me and Kiss Me in the Car. and She's Taking a Shine and uh, What's in It for Me, Staying on the Edge of Goodbye, songs that they're not trendy, they're not hip for the moment. They got long legs. You yeah. know? So yeah. we try to find songs that, or write songs that will stand the test of time, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Good, powerful songs and record songs that are true. Right. And then we just stay at it. You know, we stay out on the road and we do dates. And Well, you embrace focus. new places, too, technology-wise, with social media and then the cable show and all of that. Sure. Yeah, we try to make use of all those platforms as much as we can. Part of the show is about encouraging our listeners to keep in touch with their own creativity and artistic projects, no matter what's going on in their lives. And, you know, a lot of times life makes you put your creativity on the back burner. You've got things that need attention. How have you managed to keep your creativity going when life happens? Well, you know, you just have to make time to do it, you know. And a lot of times I, I may not specifically want to go right. I'll get an appointment set up with somebody and I'll wake up that morning and go, really? Today? <laughs> but if you stick with it and go do it, something good usually comes out of it. And, uh, and, and Brian, my manager, gets me with people that I've never written with before, people I've never even met. Uh-huh. And... You know, I wrote a song not too long ago with a couple of writers that ended up being one of my favorite songs I've written in a long time. Really? So talk about what happened in that session that made it magical. Well, we just started talking about, you know, where I grew up and how I grew up and just different things. We ended up writing a song about my dad. It's called The Richest Man I Ever Knew. Trust me, my father was not a financially wealthy man, but he was the richest man I ever knew. Wow. Neat song. So now where can people find the cable show? The best thing to do is go to songsandstories.com, and there is a Where to Watch button they can click on. Okay. Just about every single place you can imagine is there. Um, Heartland TV and the Country Network are the two cable networks that carry it the most. And if any of your uh, folks have Roku, yes, uh, both of those are on Roku. Okay. If you've got the $30 adapter for Roku for your television, you type in the name the of the, name show. Of the sh- And it'll pop up. Okay. Yeah, 
take you to it. Perfect. So we have a new CD to look forward to coming up. Is that right? Yeah, we're hoping to get one out this year and uh, when we go out for Christmas tour and our Duction Road gets this thing wrapped up. Okay. Well, John, we expect you to come back when that CD's ready to go. Come on. Okay. <laughs> it's great to catch up with you and love all the things you're doing. Well, thank you so much for letting me be on the show with you today. John Barry here on the Mulberry Lane Show. We're going to take you to break with his smash hit, Your Love Amazes Me. When we come back, you're going to meet Abigail and Lily Chapin, the Chapin sisters. They're going to talk about their new EP and what it's like being new mothers. Here today on this Mother's Day weekend episode of the Mulberry Lane Show. I've seen the seven wonders of the world. I've seen the beauty of diamonds and pearls But they ain't nothing, baby Your love amazes me I've seen a sunset that could make you cry And colors of a rainbow reaching across the sky Phases, but your love amazes me. the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, if you love ethereal melodies, haunting harmonies, and songs that sound like they're speaking to your soul, you guys are going to love the latest from the Chapin Sisters. Now, right now, critically acclaimed singer-songwriter sisters Lily and Abigail join your weekend to take you on a musical journey through their new album, Fairy Boat. So hop in and get lost in the harmonious world of the Chapin Sisters. Chapin Sisters on the show, Abigail and Lily, here we go, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. It's great, great to be here. I'm that was glad. beautiful. Aww, Thank thanks. you. Well, we always are excited when we get to chat with fellow musical sisters, so this is a treat for us as well. So we have to know all about Fairy Boat. Now, it's a collection of five songs, and you each contributed two songs to it, plus another one. So first of all, how did the project come about? Well, we are both new moms. That might seem off topic, but... Uh, no, it's very important to the whole thing. <laughs> we can get that. We'll say welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah. I think you have some experience being musical mothers and sisters with kids. Yes. So, uh, Abigail and I each had a daughter. We, we each have a little girl, and they're okay. only five weeks apart. Wow, Their that's names awesome. are E.E. and Willa. The idea of mentioning the girls, which we could talk about our kids all day. I mean, what's more fun than that? But we hadn't been in the studio for a little while, and a good friend, Evan Taylor, came over and said, I want to put out your record on my new label. When can we get in the studio, and wow. what songs do you have ready to go? And <laughs> we just 
figured it out. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing like a deadline. He was starting a record label. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was perfect. He's an amazing musician and producer, and he produced an album that we put out a few years before, which was all Everly Brothers covers. So we started, like, sending fragments of songs that we'd been working on or things that we'd sort of gotten lost over the years in the shuffle or new songs that we were working on. And between the three of us, we decided what songs we wanted. Okay. And then we workshopped them, Lily and I, which is what we normally do like we come with a verse and a chorus or a melody or something that one of us brings to the table and then we sort of finish the song together okay. right i don't know if that's how and you then get does that actually is how we work yes do you trade off leads or is one of you always lead one of you always harmony trade off leads yeah now did you each sing lead on the song that you wrote yeah that's usually how it goes 90 percent of the time your harmonies are very haunting, and I would call them transportive because, you know, they really take you to a new place. So do you guys figure out harmonies together? Do they flow out of you, or do you try all different things and settle on what the two of you agree on? Hmm, Every question. song is kind of different. Okay. Yeah, that is a good question, and thank you. Um, we started out as a trio with our other sister, Jessica. Okay. And when we had the three of us singing, our harmonies, Sometimes, like, if we were doing just, like, a block harmony chorus, like, it was very easy. We always fell into our part. Everyone knew, like... Where they were. Who was high, who right. was low, who was low. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, but we would get kind of complicated with things and do, like, some things that were not just block harmony. When you have three parts, as you know, like, there's a lead singer and then kind of almost, like, a chorus background. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. two people can be, like, more anonymous. Mm-hmm. But when yeah. there's two people, it's much more of a duet and the background singer and the lead singer are having much more of a conversation. It's, mm-hmm. it's just like a really different vibe. And it took us a long time to transition from being always in three parts to learning how two-part harmony works for us. Okay, I can we see that. always yeah. missing the third part all the time. And it's yes. just like... And when you're used so to three, years. Yeah. it sounds really empty with just two. Or it can. And then you have yeah. to yeah. fill that space. Like in our first recordings after Jessica left the band, we were always like, adding more and more, like, layering more and more yes. harmonies on top to being like, well, we won't have three, we'll have seven. Right? <laughs> and then you have the question of, then when we perform live, it won't match what's on tape and all of yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Then that's kind of back to the Everly Brothers project. We fell into doing that because we started just listening to the Everly Brothers huh. because when we had always listened to them before, you guys might recognize this. I think a lot of singers do this. Like, you end up singing the third, the missing Everly Brother. And so we'd always done that, too. Like, you know, when it comes on the radio or something, you sing, like, the missing harmony part. Exactly. But we suddenly were that. like, okay, let's just listen to this and not do that. Because when you just listen to it and you're not jumping to the third part, you realize, actually, there isn't anything missing. Like, it's perfect the way it is. So we went down a rabbit hole of listening their music and learning doing like a master class of just trying to figure out how they yes. how they did their harmony and also you know it, it's yeah. almost more personal because you can hear more of the innuendos of each voice when you don't have a third part you know there's pluses to it as well it's true that's true. so true yeah because in a way when you're doing a three-part harmony song especially when you're all singing at once there's a little bit of a anonymity that kicks in where yes. you don't really hear the nuances of the individual voices. I mean, there's just two. The blend is super important, but mm-hmm. also you have to almost like a lead singer even when you're the backup. So it's, exactly. It's, really, it's so different. Yeah. You're listening to Lily and Abigail Chapin, the Chapin sisters here on the Mulberry Lane Show. 
I imagine when you were with your third sister, maybe one was always high, one was always low, and I, I don't know how much you switched around. But for this project, did you kind of get out of your comfort zone and maybe saying high or low now when you didn't before? We basically had to rearrange the three-part harmony songs for two and then also start fresh with the new song. So right. that meant Abigail, who used to do all the high parts, had to sometimes do super low parts. And I, who was more comfortable down low, had to kind of like get up into my head voice and, yes. and practice being high again, which was something I, I had just neglected kind of using as much. Because you don't have so, to. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Now we both do both all I, the time. We switch yeah. up and down and up and down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, on the show, yeah. you know, we like to encourage our listeners, no matter what stage of life they're in, to indulge their creativity. And after you've had a baby or you're raising kids or you've got a demanding job, it's really hard to indulge that creativity and put the effort that you want to, especially if you're passionate about something. From your personal experience, especially lately, how have you managed to keep up that creative muscle? It's definitely challenging. I remember hearing this from a friend of mine when I was pregnant that once you have kids, your creative time becomes much more precious because there's so much less of it. Yes. But I think in a way for songwriting, I mean, we were sort of joking about this earlier with the deadline. I think having any kind of constraint is actually good for songwriting. Yeah. In a way, it's when you have like, okay, she's knocking for an hour. I've got an hour. I've got to do this thing. And I, it's due at this time. Like, you don't have the luxury to just be like, oh, but I could write about this, or I could write about blah, 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 or, you know, like, maybe I'll check my phone for 45 <laughs> minutes. Like, it, you kind of have to get stuff done in a shorter amount of time. And what about you, Lily? I struggle with the getting things done during naps. I do better when I have a little more time, like when my daughter goes with the babysitter or when she's with her dad. Or Yes. But I find that finding time and finding mental space is hard. And getting into any kind of routine is hard. I think when my daughter gets a little older and is in school, it'll be easier, but I'm with her a lot now. I think that the one thing that's really afforded me is I have more gratitude now for the practice of music. It's such a restorative practice. Like, we've been performing the last couple weekends. We've had gigs Saturday and Friday night for the last two weekends. And just energizes me to get on stage and and, and feel the music flowing and, and it can give you so much. When you have so many other demands on you, it gives you a, a new perspective on appreciating that. Uh, and I think, you know, after sick. you have a baby too, so much of your energy is put into another person that sometimes you neglect what you need and yourself. And, you know, getting up on stage and performing or doing that creative thing that you've always done gives you that sense of self again. Right, so, absolutely true. Going to take a quick break. Be right back with more from Abigail and Lily Chapin, the Chapin sisters here on the Mulberry Lane Show. And here's their song, Dreaming of You, from their latest EP, Fairy Boat. Did you want to do you? Don't you hurt to? Don't you feel the same thoughts that I Should there be a part of you that is sad and blue? Because I wait for you 
stories behind the songs. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. In the middle of a chat with Abigail and Lily Chapin, the Chapin Sisters. They've got a brand new EP out called Fairy Boat, and they're both brand new mothers. Let's get back with the Chapin Sisters. Did your daughters inspire any of the songs? Well, yes. I mean, some of them are, like, really not about motherhood. Like, none of them really are. Well, I know that Lost, for example, is a song that Lily wrote, and it started out as, like, a ditty you were writing for Willa about a lost toy, right, Lil? Yeah, that's okay. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it turned into, then like, it, yeah. a meditation on, like, losing your way in life. Yes. That's a yeah. great example of how, you know, motherhood... Some of those, you know, songs everyday you sing. mundane yes. things can become very Some of those songs you sing around the house, so then you're like, actually, that's kind of a good melody. And that's kind of deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it did change a lot after that. Okay. Yeah. So right. then how, pre- it was the start. how yeah. precious are you guys about, like, Lily, your song that you started when Abigail comes in, you know, and maybe wants to change something here or there? Are you pretty open to suggestions or are you like the, the mama lion, you know, protecting her song? I think it depends on the song. Yes. Like, we've both been very protective of some things and very not protective of other things. Yes. Like, sometimes you just have, like, a real attachment to, like, a particular lyric, and then the other person's like, I just don't get it. And you're like, well, it's important to me, okay? Right. And then then you know when to back off, too. Yeah. What is your favorite song on the EP for each of you? Abigail. Oh, that's so hard. (laughs) The EP is called Fairy Boat, and the last track is Fairy Boat. And that one is, like, really personal for me. I don't know if it's my favorite because, actually, I really love all five tracks, which is unusual for me. Generally, by the time an album comes out, I'm like, I hate them all. <laughs> but now I feel like I really, I love all of them. Yeah, which is good. It's a great so, sign. Yeah. Yeah. And Lily, do you have a favorite? I think that song, Fairy Boat, is a good place to start. It's one of the most stripped-down okay. songs we've recorded in a long time. It's really just... Abigail's acoustic guitar and her voice, and I'm singing some very spooky, sort of gentle ooze in the background, but it's got a real kind of haunting quality to it. It's one of the songs that Abigail pretty much brought to me finished. She just sang it, and it's, I think, really personal. So that one's really great. Um, Another track, I think Lost is a really interesting track because it really showcases the band that we played with and kind of the state of mind that we were in at the time. And it's the one that was right about Willa's And it was about (laughs) Willa's Right, right. I love that. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show here with the Chapin sisters, Abigail and Lily. So now you've done some shows recently with your dad as well. So talk a little bit about what Mm -hmm. those are like. And you also have to share who your dad is, too, for the listener. And and your uncle and grandfather. Your your lineage. (laughs) Your musical lineage. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Our grandfather, uh, who passed away about 10 years ago, was Jim Chapin, who wrote one of the most important books on drum technique. It's called Advanced Techniques for the Modern Drummer. And any drummers out there who studied drumming at all in school of any kind probably studied that book so he was a big band drummer he started out in the army band in world war ii and then um he played with everybody like all through the big band era but that is what he kind of is most known for is writing this book that he self-published or actually his mother our great-grandmother self-published for years and shipped it to way ahead of her time all over the world yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) so like my dad always says that whenever he would go to 
you know, music stores around the country when he was touring, he'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm Tom Chapin. And then they'd say, oh, are you related to Jim Chapin? You know, I talk to your grandmother on the phone all the time. <laughs> so, That's awesome. I love that. Okay, then your yeah, so dad, Tom. That, your dad, so Tom. dad, Tom, he's a singer-songwriter and like a folk singer, Grammy Award-winning, and like, a lot of kids' music. And then our uncle, his brother, who passed away when we were babies, um, was Harry Chapin who, yeah, had a number one hit with Cats in the Cradle in 1976, I think. Okay, that's okay. so awesome. Now, do you feel, when you're writing songs or in the studio or on the stage, do you feel like kind of the power from that lineage come through you? Have you ever had those moments where you're like, this is, you know, flowing through my, my veins? Well, sometimes we, I mean, we've played a lot of concerts with our dad over the years, and our Uncle Steve is also a really amazing musician, and he plays still. And um, when our grandfather was still alive, sometimes we would all be on stage together. Wow. So, like, that was hard to avoid feeling that. And we would also cover at those concerts, we would always do some kind of tribute to Uncle Harry because everybody was super close in the family. And our dad and our Uncle Steve grew up playing in bands with him. So okay. he passed away tragically way too young. So. Uh-huh. You know, my dad and Steve like to perform his songs, and Abigail and I sometimes will perform one of his songs. So that's a way of keeping um, alive, conjuring yeah. up, yeah, and conjuring up his his memory for, for our family and, and the world. So it, yeah, there's definitely a, an energy of kind of meditating on that every now and then while we're performing. Uh-huh. So now, true. what do you want the listener to take away from Fairy Boat? Hopefully, enjoy it and give you a little moment's rest from the day. A little bit of peaceful, beautiful music in your afternoon, I guess. Okay. Whatever they want to take from it, but hopefully it's good, positive. They're kind of sad songs, not entirely, but they're but they're recorded with a lot of joy. We had our babies, and they were, I guess they were under a year when we recorded it, and our mom was there with them in the control room, and it was the studio in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, with a big window into the uh-huh. control room so we could see them the whole time, and it was very... <laughs> It was just like a really nice, beautiful, fun recording life. session. Yeah. Yes. And a time of life. So um, I think that hopefully comes through. Okay. Well, like that. we thoroughly, once again, enjoyed this chat. And it's pretty cool when you can give birth to kids in an album in relatively the same time frame. And it's always <laughs> a joy to catch up with you sisters. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, and we'll have to not make it, what, three years? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we'll catch up with you guys down the road. Next project, come on back and we'll chat some more. Oh, we love that. Thanks so much for having us. It's Abigail and Lily, the Chapin sisters. Make sure you guys check out Fairy Boat for a harmony-filled musical journey. Chapin sisters and big thanks to Abigail and Lily guys 
really enjoyed our sister conversation. It's great hanging out with artists who really know what it's like to be sisters in music and all the crazy that goes with it. True that. All right, Allie, who else do we need to thank? Well, a huge bear hug to John Barry from the Mulberry Girls. Thanks for stopping by today, John, and for telling us about your syndicated cable series, Songs and Stories with John Barry. He also told you guys about his brand new single, Beautifully Broken, from the film of the same name. And congrats to John for celebrating 25 years since his first record deal, all the hits that went with it, and of course, the Grammy wins. And thanks, John, for demonstrating how an artist can reinvent themselves, stay relevant throughout their career, make things new for themselves and the fans, and for having fun along the way. High five to you, John. Thanks for stopping by. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Mulberry Lane Show. We want to wish all the moms a very happy Mother's Day weekend. Us sisters will be gathering all together at Mom and Dad's on Sunday night for a big Mother's Day celebration, which will include lots of food, lots of coffee, and a lot of crazy. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Mulberry Lane Show. Thanks for hanging out. Yes, Bo. Stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, remember to create where you are. That's a wrap.